could a feud between the Among Us character and Vince McMahon actually work? Do we or do we not need a goal for this Among Us character? And how on earth do you make the Among Us character a professional wrestler? All that and more on this week's Wrestling What are you doing? Oh hey dude, look. <laughs> I, I've been really busy at the moment. Have you guys done all your tasks yet? Yes. Excuse me? I am doing the most important task of them all! All you've been doing is plugging your podcast. What? No! No! Okay, maybe a bit, but come on, it's just as important! Okay, I know that sounds weird, but- Oh, wait, wait a second! I can prove where I was. Well, then where were you? Right, so I, I was in navigation, checking the security cameras, navigating my way through the Wrestling With Fiction podcast available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and- OH WAIT! I see where this is going. I see it. But, if I'm going down, among the people, among the men, among the women, among us. Can you all listen to me in my memory? Please remember me by listening to the Wrestling with Fiction podcast available. No, no, wait! Ah! of the Wrestling With Fiction podcast, we'll be discussing, is he there? Is he there? I don't know, but it's Among Us! One of my thoughts on the possibility of making Among Us a wrestler, and where on earth could he go next? So for now, tell your friends, tell your friendliest friends, tell them all about this new and exciting edition of the Wrestling With Fiction Podcast! Ah! Oh, I thought I was meant to die or something. Uh, I guess I, I have to question how I'm living. Ladies, gentlemen, and ladies, gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestling With Fiction podcast. My name's Connor, and... If you're new here because of a certain situation, welcome. In case you do or do not know, we got a shout out from Simon Miller of all people. So, Simon, if you're listening to this, thank you very much for it. The the amount of new people who just came to like listen to the podcast has been overwhelming. So, thank you very much by doing that on accident from what I'm aware of. And if you're new here, stick around. There's going to be a lot more weirder things to come. Hell, this episode is on Among Us. So, you're in for a treat this week. So, Among Us. It is, I think you already know, if you don't, it is a massive multiplayer online sort of mystery game. That's the best way I can describe it. Available on multi-cross platforms, PlayStation 4, Switch. Steam and various other platforms. That's all I'm going to summarize. And 
it's pretty much where you play as a crewmate just trying to do his tasks in fear of being murdered by an imposter. Cool. Neat. But if we're really being honest, it, it's a game about doing chores. Really? <laughs> it's, it's a game about doing chores. It's the one where it just asks you to do all these random sets of tasks even when you're dead. And you know what? We're gonna make that into a wrestling character this week. How are we gonna do that, you may ask? Well, we're gonna start with the brand new segment of the show that was added last week. So, we are doing this with the power of the tagline. In case you do or do not know what the tagline is, it is basically a logline. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically a 30 word summary sort of describing what the character's gonna do. And with it, we're also gonna add in some extra prerequisites and extra information to just, you know, keep it interesting. Keep keep you guys knowing what direction I'm gonna take the Among Us character and how we're gonna build him. So, without further ado, cue the music, future me. Okay, so the first thing that we need to do with this is that we need to figure out if we're gonna go with crewmate among us or are we gonna go with super mega assassin I'll kill everything because you can't really have both otherwise we're kind of pigeonholing this whole situation for wrestling we've already seen people like Mick Foley with the three faces of Foley and we've already seen Matt Hardy with his whole broken universe you don't want to be treading on those things, especially since Matt Hardy's still kind of present in the world of professional wrestling. So, for the basis of adding more variety to his character, we're going to be sticking purely with the crewmate. It has a lot more room for it to be kind of a babyface or a heel. Plus, it just kind of seems like a more identifiable thing. Like, if we're going with the type of ring gear, he's probably going to be in, I'm going to say, the full red bodysuit with the mask on. Because, let's be honest, red is an incredibly recognisable colour, very eye-catching. It's one of the reasons why the McDonald's logo is so successful. And, for the basis of him doing tasks, it's better that he's someone like a cruiserweight. I'm thinking sort of a build like a Rey Mysterio, for example. Kind of someone who can do a little bit of everything in the ring, all so he can fulfil his tasks, which will kind of be the goal of his character. So... To summarize my very brief sort of logline that I presented here, the Among Us character, if we're summarizing him, is someone who, after losing many of his comrades aboard the Susmobile, because I couldn't think of a vehicle name, a anxiety-driven crewmate looks to fulfill the tasks left to him by his fallen comrades in or outside the ring. So, as you can already see, clear goal established here. He wants to pretty much have all of his goals fulfilled by any means necessary. And as we've seen with many heels in the past, you can have characters who are completely in the right, but do these actions in the completely wrong fashion. Take a look at, say, Kevin Owens, for example. He's fighting for his family, but will beat up his first friend in order to win a world title. 
There's a good room of flexibility there. There's a good sort of variety of actions that you can take with it. And the stakes are incredibly high for him. Because, let's face it, he's doing this for his fallen comrades. So, do you agree with that? Do you not agree with that? Let me know on Twitter at Connor the Cooper. Or tell me at tell me on Instagram at Wrestling with Fiction. I don't mind whichever one. So, that's kind of the basic consensus of what I'm looking for. Couple of more prerequisites here. This is kind of free reign here. You can kind of put the Among Us character wherever you want because he doesn't really have an alignment anywhere. Just kind of a couple things. Can't really have murder in his thing, which is one of the other reasons why I avoided the whole death thing, unless you're in Lucha Underground. So, it's gonna be purely no murder, but kind of keeping all these goals in mind. So, without further ado, I think it's about time that we get to our very first storyline pitch. And this story is one where it isn't just the Among Us crewmate who's among wrestlers. There are even aliens among us. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's something. It, it's Chris Statlander. I couldn't think of anything clever. Now, I know what you're thinking. Connor, you suggested that this would predominantly be male, right? Incorrect. I never said purely just male. <laughs> But, this is probably the only female edition I have on this, because, I'll be honest, I can't really think of many others. This one was kind of the one that made most sense, relatively speaking. So, we've got Chris Statlander, kind of your alien character, who on BT is kind of trying to abduct people. Kind of sounds familiar to... I don't know, the entire Among Us game where you're doing chores in the fear of being murdered most of the time. So, with that said, kind of a pretty good alibi if you want to include death in your story. So, the way that I kind of see it, sus, sorry, I never really mentioned this. The character's name in this, throughout all of it, is Suspicious Until Seen, or Sus for sure. I thought that was kind of clever. So Sus debuts in AEW, doing a lot of random tasks, say, I don't know, helping out on commentary, ringing the bell, maybe doing Cody's pyro, because Cody always has pyro. Way too much pyro, but I digress. We move on from that. We get a couple of AEW dark matches, picking up wins over, I don't know, jobber number one, jobber number two, and evil Uno. I don't know, Evil Uno plays a lot of Among Us. I think he would do the job for her. So, moving on from that, we see Chris Statland. It's weird, it's random. Boops him on the face. Boops, sus, on the face. Runs away. The fear is in Sus's eyes, it's like she's seen a ghost. And it's revealed over several weeks that Sus is in fact the reason why Sus is afraid is because Chris Statlander murdered her crewmates. Murdered the people that she held dear, the one that we've already discussed, is the goal for her actions to join the professional wrestling ring. So what do we do? Well, we set this all up for a potential match 
that is a hardcore match. Because how do you have a singles match when your whole story is based around an alien that murdered someone else's crewmate? Kind of ties into the games of Among Us. Also ties into the whole situation of, hey, there's aliens who can abduct things, which is Chris's whole other character that would predominantly not be seen. I understand this could probably be a bit goofy, a bit weird, but I think it could be fun. You know, Goofy isn't necessarily bad. I mean, look at the Firefly Funhouse. You can have stuff that's, like, goofy and still be entertaining. Plus, it gives room for, like, more variety of stuff in the women's division AEW, because all we get is, like, singles matches and tag matches. Give or take a hardcore match here and there. So, yeah, give him a bone. Plus, I think Chris Statlander could do pretty damn well. You can kind of build her up as a bit of a monster with this. Because I think people tend to forget because they have Nyla Rose on their roster and now Jade Cargill how big Chris Statlander is. Plus, yeah, build Sus is kind of that plucky underdog babyface trying to avenge her crewmates versus the big dastardly alien. I think that could be cool. Be something fun to build up to. Don't necessarily need a stable, just kind of a very simple story about I'm taking revenge on this thing. And... See where that goes. I think it kind of gives the AW Women's Division more stories, which is what they really need. Well, more engaging stories. That's a better way of putting it. Because their Women's Division always kind of needs work. Plus, you'd give Chris Statlander something to do the minute that she comes back from injury. Maybe that could be your clever way of writing off how long she's been injured for in kayfabe terms. Tie it into the BTE stuff, tie it into Dark. You can do a bunch of fun stuff with this. Plus, if you want, maybe there's a sus sponsorship. <laughs> or, sorry, Among Us sponsorship. <laughs> My head's all over the place. So, yeah. I think that's kind of a very basic bare-bones beginning one. I, th I think you can get them both over. I think you can especially get Chris over as a monster. I question why she's not treated like a monster a lot in that company. Particularly during, like, her very first sort of, like, big wins over, like, Hikaru Shida, uh, uh, Britt Baker and others. I think she's got a hell of a lot of mileage. If there's anyone who can take in the danger that is the Among Us' his crewmate, I think it would probably be her. So, that's kind of my first initial premise. So, moving on to the next storyline I'm suggesting. I think I really need to give myself a little bit of retribution for that first pitch. Retribution! Yes. All of retribution. This is one of the first male feuds that I can think of with this. Well, retribution is a faction built upon by its sort of presence as being the anti-WWE, like, how dare they have this system that also gave us contracts? How dare they be so thing and us not be appreciated by them? How dare they? Uh, retribution. <laughs> retribution. So what do we do with this? How can we potentially get retribution, an interesting story, with a big red thing that you could probably sell a ton of merchandise off of with masks. Well, 
The way that I'm suggesting is this is quite literally a real-life WWE equivalent of Among Us. How would this happen? Well, one, first of all, Sus is technically unsigned, technically nowhere in a promotion. And how else would you debut them? It's a very weird mask on someone. Uh, already called a very weird ambiguous name like Sus. Why not be something that Mustafa Ali introduces? Yes, Mustafa Ali. He introduces Sus into Retribution. Because let's be honest, the name, if you don't really know the acronym, kind of fits right in there. Sus, Slapjack, Mace, T-Bar, Reckoning. I, I think it, you can pass it with that. Plus you've got the very weird sort of mask on him. You kind of keep the whole Mustafa Ali mystique to it. Except now, you got this random red thing in there. But, the red thing, Sus, is secretly trying to sabotage Retribution from the inside. Yes, this is what we're doing. Because it's one of his several tasks left to him by one of the several crewmates on the ship before arriving at the WWE. Why one of the very few things on the WWE? Well, think about it. WWE has a massive network. A massive network, mind you, filled with billions upon release, millions of subscribers. Some very much likely fans of the game Among Us, or very much likely people who are also fans, likely members of the Among Us crew, who felt that some of these people need to be freed from this feeling of retribution and be brought back to their old, independent ways. People like Mia Yim, uh, Brennan, uh, Brennan Williams, there we go, I remember his name, that's Mace, and Slapjack, bring back Shane Fawn, stuff like that. Why stuff like that specifically? Well, kinda gives him a little bit more depth to the tasks, plus, you can kind of get away with, like, Sus doing a bunch of random things in, in and outside the ring by saying they're orders of Mustafa Ali and what he must do and all of that fun stuff. So with it, you build from week to week Sus's loyalty with Mustafa Ali, building up that gradual cordialship and overall trust that Sus has, gradually picking up wins over other opponents, I don't know who, you can think of it, I don't need to think of everything. And build up that trust, so that over time, when cracks start to form with the group, Mustafa still trusts Sus, but begins to gradually kick out people who are gradually more worthless to him, say like Reckoning, kind of a story they're already telling, and just have them gradually be kicked out, you know could be fun, where they're all claiming that it's all Sus's fault that ever since he joined the group they keep losing, he keeps on doing all of these random tasks that Mustafa doesn't need, and you built it, no, no he's doing this exactly out of my own fruition, he's fine, it's your fault for not doing well, you should be winning, you should be going against the system, where were the chainsaws, where was the Molotov cocktails at the beginning, you guys have done nothing whilst I've been there. I was the hacker of SmackDown, remember? And yeah, I think that could be somewhat entertaining. You've got 
sus gradually picking up wins, trusting from Mustafa Ali till the eventual babyface turn of sus, in which he has a brawl with Mustafa, who Mustafa is shocked that he betrayed him after all of his friends are gone, and he's just a heel on his own against the babyface sus, saying that you suspected nothing, but I suspect danger in your future. I need to probably change that danger part, but you get the idea. A lot of stuff's with sus, because I imagine you can sell a lot of t-shirts with it. And just have him beat up Mustafa. Maybe their match culminates in a mask versus mask versus hair match. Because I think that could be a very fun thing. Mustafa has some very luscious locks, and sus has a mask that you can wager. That's a cool little bit of stakes you can add to a feud, add more intrigue to the group, like when will they break up, when won't they? And if not, you can just get them all separated, make them do their own thing, expand the roster, because they're not really doing anything majorly significant at this point. Plus, you can get over sort of the independence of the group as potential singles guys, because right now they're kind of all just Mustafa's underlings. And for me, I don't really think Mustafa really needs a group. I think he was perfectly fine being a babyface. Don't get me wrong, he's great with his heel promise that he's doing at the moment, but I think you could definitely fit him into more of a babyface role. And it's something that's kind of very much needed on Raw at the moment. Without Drew, all you've got is really Keithley and Sheamus. I feel like you need a little bit more stronger babyfaces. So yeah, Mustafa, that could be cool. Especially after the Talking Smack promo. So, you do that. You build up Sus as this person trying to avenge all of the demands and wishes that his friends have left to him. One of them being to take down Retribution. Because at the end of the day, it's Retribution for having a storyline that's been over six months. And not much has really progressed with it, apart from a leader. So, yeah. Mustafa versus Sus. You build it up. You build up the mask versus hair match. And if you want, you can have Sus unmask. You know, really show a face under there, but really it's just another different mask that's a different colour. Because you have all the other Among Us characters being different colours and different outfits. Or you can just have Mustafa be bald. Depends on what you want, really. With it, yeah. Yeah, build Mustafa as more of a credible singles competitor. Maybe back, like, two years ago who's potentially going for the WWE title. He also sort of reestablish all these other things as more bodies on the roster, which you kind of need on Raw at the moment because of the way that they're kind of spreading things out. And also, you just have Sus with a very fun little story that is quite literally a real-life game of Among Us that isn't a YouTube video. So yeah. Apart from that, we've got another story, which might be one of my personal favourites. So, strap yourselves in, because this situation may leave you with no chance. Really, no chance in hell, really. Vincent Kennedy McMahon! That's right, we're gonna get to it eventually! Vincent Kennedy frick frickin' man! Why? Would this work? Well, very simply, I think it's probably the one that could probably be the most plausible if Sus was indeed a wrestler. 
And it's it's off the basis that WWE loves its sponsorships. It's had video game themed sponsorships for years now. League of Legends. Uh, Dragon Guard. My friend will love the fact that I wrench in Dragon Guard. <laughs> uh, League of Legends. Various other ones. In addition to that, WWE loves to hide its own failures. Specifically, Vince McMahon's love of the XFL that has failed twice. <laughs> so he's going to really want that money, that cash, that cash money. And what has brung in a lot of cash inadvertently, but was very easy to make, it was Among Us. <laughs> so, what is the basis and how does this all come about? Well, Vince McMahon needs money, but he can't really get money unless he gets a sponsorship. Or, he tries to take the valuable money that Sus himself has saved up from all of the sort of deaths that have happened within the crewmates. All of them leaving their wealth and riches to Sus. Sus is a rich man. But through years and years of space travel and finally arriving in the WWE, all of that standard income is taken away because it was all third-party income. Stuff that Vince McMahon can take, sort of similar to the Twitch and Cameo accounts, because it is Among Us, it is also a video game. World-renowned video game Among Us. So, Sus loses a great deal of his money because Vince McMahon decided to take it away from him, saying because he's now a third-party contractor, that he cannot have access to this money. So we build it up several weeks, sus, trying to do several tasks to find a way to infiltrate Vince McMahon's headquarters to confront him about this. He tries to call Shane, he tries to call Stephanie, he tries to call Triple H, who's extremely friendly with NXT talent, and gave him the classic Instagram-style point, he's gonna be a big star maze type of photo. But they all seem to give him nothing. Because he's just a video game guy, right? He ain't gonna do anything. So this is where Sus brings out something that he was afraid to do. Something very violent. He accesses his ship. The ship that his friends left to him in his honour. One that had saved him from aliens when he was one of the last few crewmates alive. And he drives it straight into Vince McMahon's headquarters to confront him. Of course, they get into their arguments. Vince McMahon goads him into punching him, knowing that if he does, he is fired. And all of that fun jazz. And so, they eventually settle this by having a match. A, just, just a standard match, really. I don't think Vince McMahon can really handle anything else. Actually, no, actually, a hardcore match wouldn't be too bad. I'm thinking kind of back to him versus Hulk Hogan, which was a surprisingly good match. Actually, no, we're going to change that right now. We're making it a hardcore match. Because <laughs> we already had the Mustafa 1 be a singles match. That's fine. Actually, no, that was a hair versus mask. I'm, I'm losing myself here. So, yeah, this is a hardcore match. It is Sus versus Vince McMahon for the prize of the Among Us pot. But of course, 
He didn't read the fine print. He ain't gonna just have to be Vince McMahon. He's gonna need to also be the best in the world. Shane McMahon. (laughs) Even my pop filter fell just now in just the pure heat that Shane McMahon alludes. So yes, it is indeed set. Among Us is sus must take on Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon for the custody of his money. The money that he so fruitfully saved from his multiple comrades. So throughout the match we see Sus fulfilling all of these memorial tributes, asking himself to do all these things for the Among Us crew. And Vince McMahon just trying to deny him at every single second because Vince McMahon probably has a legal team who's well aware of what the Among Us character has entailed for his years and years of video game time and all the times he's had to do tasks. So in this it's stuff like, think like a WWE 12 or WWE 2K game. It's like, hit him with a chair, get him to red health, get him to bleed, stuff like that. Where it's like, I can't win until I've done all of these things. Which, I think that could be fun. It's a nice play on sort of like wrestling spots. And it's also kind of goofy enough where you could also have Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon be in there and still take bumps. Because freaking Vince McMahon has jumped off a freaking... I, I don't know what it was described for like Money Bank 2019. Where he just like... No, not 20... No, tw- not 2019. 2020. Where <laughs> he literally tested out jumping out of a freaking building to land on a crash pad so that the other wrestlers would do it. <laughs> he will willingly do anything that he thinks he can do. So I think with that, you can kind of do a lot of fun stuff. Have Vince McMahon, sorry, have Shane McMahon take a lot of the big risk bumps, have a fun little coast-to-coast spot, you know, maybe even have them threaten to rip off the mask because you know that will definitely get heat because you're disrespecting luchador tradition by having him rip off a mask. All of that fun stuff. You can also have, like, the great little babyface comeback from Sus where he's just sort of fighting. Trying to fight for that money. And you have all these other people trying to support him. Xavier Woods. Biggie, who have had to face the authority of Vince McMahon before. Who were unwilling to give Kofi Kingston a WWE title shot because they didn't like him. And they feel the injustice that is being put upon Sus had also been put upon them. So of course they try and help out. You can have this big public schmaz because you know you need a big public schmaz and a Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon match. And then you build to the crescendo. Sus getting the pin on Vince McMahon and by proxy saving the entire WWE from having another sponsorship shoved down the company's throat. Where you always heard sponsored by K Jewelers, sponsored by Dragon Guard, sponsored by I something. And by the way, if you're interested in sponsoring stuff, yeah, maybe do sponsor WWE, but also maybe sponsor some more independent podcasts, you know? That that could be cool, you know? Make everyone the wrestling business happy. That would be amazing. So yeah, that's a very weird one that I think makes a lick of sense. 
in a weird alternate timeline. <laughs> so it might be my favorite one as we go into our last one. And this one, you've already heard me talk about this individual before. So I feel that it's best that I just say that we should all just, you know, pack it in for a second and really enjoy this. Pack, because, well, I just think this one would be kind of fun. So you know how Miro, as of this week on AEW, now has Chuck Taylor as his butler? Well, he initially called him a young boy. And it got me thinking here. Why on earth doesn't Pack have a young boy? Specifically, Sus as his young boy. Because of all characters who are in AEW right now, who I feel like could have a young boy and it could work really well, Pack's the one guy who I can see, like his history with Dragon Gate, he made his career predominantly in Japan. For me, it makes a lot of sense that you have him suddenly acquire a young boy Particularly someone like Sus, who currently doesn't really have anyone. There's probably a bit of a huge identity crisis where he's trying to fulfill all of these tasks. But he doesn't know if it's all really worth it. And then he, he asks in order to get some guidance through joining Pack and Death Triangle. I think there's something there. And plus I think it'd be interesting for Pack to have a young boy who he can actively beat up like the bastard that he is. So like... Say if he's in a match against Hangman Page again, and he goes to the outside, rather than just be like super frustrated, like God damn it, he just goes to Sus and just starts beating him up. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Do something. Do your tasks. Do something else. Why are you doing that? I'm gonna beat you up now. For all of that random stuff, because then, what else do you do with young boys that you hear like in the old sort of like New Japan Dojo system? It's like you put them through extreme cardio, extreme testing, and push their limits physically and mentally. Pack would be 100% the mental side. <laughs> like, actively just throwing around Sus, who, keep in mind, if we're keeping with the story that he had lost all these comrades, and he's trying to, like, do all this stuff for them, of course he's going to lose his way at some point. It's like in all good television and film. They're going to eventually accidentally do something where it's going to go wrong for them. And they're going to need to fight their way back up until they get to the climax. So this is that for Sus. He joins Death Triangle. He becomes the young boy of Pack. Gets actively beaten up as he's doing tasks. And then it just comes to a point where he attempts to stand up for himself, and it doesn't work at first. He gets beat up again, he gets beat up by Death Triangle, he gets beat up by Pack, And he keeps on trying and trying to step up to it, but it just isn't quite working. But he's still part of the group because he hasn't proven that he can be more than just a young boy. So we get to, eventually, him having a match against Phoenix, and he gets a lucky win over Phoenix. Then he has a match against Pentagon. He loses against Pentagon. Pentagon. Jesus, not Pentagon. Pentagon. 
and then he keeps trying with that. He gets his arm broken. Call back to his old Lucha Underground days. Where now, Sus is not only still a young boy and still getting beaten up by Pac, he now has a broken arm! The heat! <laughs> and you build up from that. You prep him for eventually having a match with Pac by beating Pentagon, broken arm and all, because he's gotten so used to punishment and being beaten up by Pac on the entranceway, getting beaten up by Pac in the middle of his matches, having to be beaten up as punishment for Pac losing, because apparently wins and losses matter in AEW. <laughs> you do that. I think that could be a very fun way, one, to emphasize, like, Pac as a bastard still, because it he kind of needs that. He kind of needs that edge to kind of keep him in that kind of tweener range because it looks like they're turning him face slowly but surely. It also kind of builds Sus as kind of a sympathetic figure. Kind of a person who desperately needs to do all these tasks for his family, his friends, and all those things. And also just doing all of his chores. I, I'm losing my train of thought right now as I'm thinking of this. And overall, you just make Pac stronger by doing it. Because all these other things that have happened, they've all been lucky losses up until Pac. All these have been lucky victories. So how on earth is he going to beat Pac with a broken arm and severe damage? Then we get there. You have their match. And you can go multiple ways with this. You can have Pac win... And sort of be like, you don't need to be a young boy anymore. You've proven yourself. Or you can just have him lose, luckily, and still get beaten up. Except now Sus has earned the respect of the AEW locker room. And <laughs> is getting help from all sorts of people. Like, I can imagine Sus aligning himself with, like, Miro and Kip Sabian. Now the whole gimmick is that they're gamers. Maybe Evil Uno. Maybe Brandon Cutler. Because they constantly tweet, not tweet. They're constantly playing Among Us on Twitch. That could be a fun little thing where it's like he's getting encouraged by Brandon Cutler to stand up for himself. And maybe it's like, why don't you play some other things? I don't know. You can have that fun interaction. It's like, stop playing my game. Do you know what it's done? It's a reminder of my friend's death, Brandon. What are you doing? As we get completely sidetracked. Pack. I think... Probably... I think he benefits a lot from this. Because I feel like there's still that edge of him still being Neville. And I think I touched on this on last week's episode. Where they haven't really done much to make him a main eventer. They've made him sort of an upper mid-card guy. But they haven't really solidified him in the main event just yet. They praise him as being this super athlete. But they haven't really given people on the lower end of the totem pole to really sort of build him up. He hasn't really had a big feud win. Like, he's had big wins, but he hasn't had a big feud win. So having him with someone like Sus to kind of show the difference between Pac and him on sort of the end of the totem pole, I think could be very fun. And it's my very weird, convoluted way of justifying why you can have an Among Us character and have it work. Because <laughs> I think you build up Pac a bit more. You emphasize how much of a dangerous threat Death Triangle is to a point where they will destroy their own comrades in order to get themselves over. And 
It just sounds like a very fun dynamic, in my opinion, to have a young boy in the sort of, like, AEW system. And have it not be for just a Japanese guy. That's probably just me. So, yeah, that's kind of everything I could relatively think of. Again, it's one of those things where you can kind of book him in kind of any position. I tried to make it make as much sense as possible. Uh, to some success, and maybe not so many others, you never know. But if you liked it, if you didn't, let me know. Help, maybe even suggest your pitches on Twitter at Connor the Cooper, or maybe tell me on Instagram at Wrestling With Fiction. I'm, I'm willing to hear it. This is all about kind of like a positive discussion. One of the two. And as we end this week's episode, I just want to say thank you so much if you're a new listener or if you're an old listener who have just been listening to me. Can't believe I've been doing this for five months. It all kind of just dawned on me. Like just the way that the world's been at this point. So if you stuck around, you've seen the journey of this podcast. I want to say thank you. I don't know how you listened to the first couple episodes. And in general, I hope you're all having a lovely day. That's probably the best way, best thing I can say. Look, I'm I'm flopping over my words, Jesus. I I think I'm just gonna leave it there. God, I need to get better at phrasing these outros. Legitimately, I need to get better at phrasing them. So, without further ado, once again, thank you all for listening, and. Remember everyone, wrestling could always use just a little bit more fiction. See you all. Good night everybody.